Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of NFL Draft Triple Take, brought to you by UPMC. I'm Mike Pursuta, joined as always by Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. We're here to talk quarterbacks today. We've got the names on the board as we get ready for the NFL Draft at the end of April. And Matt, I guess after last year, we're not only looking at the top of the class, eventually we're going to get around to Mr. Irrelevant, right? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> it was a big deal last year, obviously a little bit of an anomaly, of course, but uh, interesting class here. They all have some questions. And Dale, uh, the class usually gets more interesting when we get into pro days and things of that nature, but I'm with Matt. I like a lot of these guys. Yeah, I, I like them. I don't know that I love them. But as Matt just said, there, there's some question marks about all of them. Uh, you know, for example, Hendon Hooker's coming off of an ACL injury. He might be perhaps two or three on this list, you know, if he were completely healthy, but he's not. Uh, you could go on down the list with these guys and, and find something that you're like, uh, yeah, I like him, but there's this. And, and so, you know, I, I think that's kind of the, the, the thing with this class. Doesn't mean, though, that like four of them won't go in the top ten this year. No, it does not. Let's uh, get to it and see how we've got them stacked as we speak, Dale, why don't you lead us off? I will do that. And as I just mentioned, I have to put Hendon Hooker from Tennessee down here at number five because of that ACL injury uh, transfer from Virginia Tech. The last two seasons have been outstanding for him. Uh, over 40 touchdown passes both seasons, less than 10 interceptions both seasons. So he's done some, some good things there. Uh, at number four, I've got the Penn State transfer to, uh, from Kentucky, or now at Kentucky, Will Levis. Again, there's, there's some question marks there. His, his, his uh, tape from two years ago was much better than this past season, um, but they had a lot of graduations and things of that nature at Kentucky. It's Kentucky football. There's not uh, you know, a, a pipeline there, so you're dealing with that. At number three, I got the uh, combine hero, Anthony Richardson, um, lit it up. Obviously, you know, you're looking at him. He's thrown about 380 passes in his college career completed 54% of them. So there's some, still some question marks there. Probably needs a year to sit and learn a little bit. Then I've got C.J. Stroud at two uh, from Ohio State. I think he's the outlier in the Ohio State quarterbacks. I know they've never had one that, that's really come in and hit at the NFL level. I think he might be the guy that could do that. And then at number one, I have Bryce Young from Alabama. Uh, yeah, he's 5'10", but, man, he's accurate with the football, does a lot of good things, can run with it a little bit. That's not his, the main part of his game, but he can do that, and uh, he's a playmaker at the quarterback position. You know, uh, it's an interesting uh, list that you've got there, and uh, we, of course, have already run the uh, – or posted, I should say, the printed version of this. But I am calling an audible uh, when I get to my five. That is your so right to be wrong. My list is changing, and I've got the same guys you've got. But you know what? I got the Greek god of quarterbacks at number two now. Okay. Uh, the, the physical package to me is beyond impressive. And I think, you know, ideal world, he sits for a year and, and takes a red shirt at the NFL level. But if you can't work it out that way, let him run around and make plays with his legs while he figures out what to do with his arm. It's impressive. My number one guy is C.J. Stroud of The Ohio State University. Uh, Shocking, a a Big Ten guy. (laughs) Well, you know, like a lot of people, I was a little concerned. I didn't see him color outside the lines very often, and then it occurred to me that that was because he really didn't have to do it very often. I know Ohio State lost to Michigan the last two years, but pretty much rolled through everybody else. Uh, What I saw in the Georgia game showed me that he can do what you need to do at the NFL level if he has to. He just didn't have to very often. Uh, Bryce Young, to me, has everything but the ideal size. And if I've got bigger options... 
that's where I would go. Uh, Will Levis, uh, same kind of deal with Richardson. I think he needs some polish, but he can be an effective runner when healthy. And Hendon Hooker, you know, another concern I have about him, they didn't just play a spread offense at Tennessee. They played a spread offense. I mean, they were sideline to sideline. I don't know that he's going to be doing that stuff on Sundays, but uh, did it pretty well when healthy on Saturdays. Yeah, I 100% agree. My list is actually the same as Dale's, but there's a lot of questions of all these guys. I also have Stroud, too. I have Young at one. There's a lot of momentum, as you mentioned, though, about Stroud. I mean, that Georgia game was phenomenal for him. I mean, that was a different style of play. Just showed that he's capable. Yeah, you didn't see him in, you know, when he was playing Michigan State. You didn't see him have to break the pocket. Right. And keep his eyes downfield and throw on the run and be accurate on the comebacks. Right. Or wait for the guy to clear in the end zone or tuck it and go with his legs. That one run against Georgia that he finished off by putting his shoulder down and running through a couple guys really got my attention. No doubt. And it's not his fault, but he's throwing to first-round picks left and right and, you know, probably five of them actually when it's all said and done in terms of receivers (laughs) there, which is remarkable. (laughs) Phenomenal offensive line. Best one's coming next year, right? Exactly, right. As he keeps saying in Ohio State, well, yeah, we'll wait this this other guy's coming (laughs) next year. not wrong. (laughs) But his accuracy is remarkable. He threw the football extremely well at the Combine. I have Young won because I do think he has a great head for the game. He's a remarkable playmaker. It's, but the size really worries me. I mean, he's tentatively won for me. And it's not because his inability to see the field or see amongst the trees. It's just the durability worries me. I mean, 17 games in the league, plus preseason, plus hopefully postseason, it's hard to hold up year after year. That's what really worries me about him, not his style of play at all. And Hooker's the last guy I want to talk about because I think he's being slept on a little bit because he is injured. He hasn't done anything lately. He's overaged. He's played in a strange offense, as you mentioned. But if he lands in, like, Detroit or Seattle where there's an established quarterback. Red shirt. Kind of red shirt for the year and then take it over, he has a chance to be as good as any one of these guys. Everyone talks about the big four, but I think Hooker's in their neighborhood two years down the road in that neighborhood. So Richardson's obviously extremely impressive physically. What I don't have the benefit or we don't have the benefit of doing is sitting down with him and knowing what he knows, what he needs to learn. But, boy, he has the ceiling up here. You know, uh, getting back to Young, uh, I'm with Matt, uh, Dale. It's not necessarily the height. It's a buck 94. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I, it's definitely I, a concern. There's no doubt about it. Holds up. I, I do think that Kyler Murray, even though he weighed 207 at the Combine, Probably weighs closer than that now, but we've also seen Kyler Murray not finish the last two seasons. Right. Um, you know, I, I do think, though, that Bryce Young, you never see him, anybody get a clean hit on him. He is, he is very good at, at kind of sidestepping the, the big hits. Can he do that at the NFL level? That remains to be seen. But I think he has, outside of that si- the size issues, maybe a, a few less of the red flags that, that, that some of these other guys have. Last thing I want to talk about is uh, Richardson again because he is the Greek god of quarterbacks. <laughs> and uh, Daniel Jeremiah from uh, the NFL Network and NFL.com, the uh, draft guru that he is, he has called Richardson the lottery ticket or words to that effect that, hey, the upside for him is higher than all these guys. Oh, now, yeah. You don't know if he's going to hit it, but he's got perhaps the largest or, or highest ceiling. Would you buy that? And if you were picking a QB, would you roll the dice in search of that. Well, I think when you're looking in the QB market, you do want to swing for, for the fences. If you strike out here and there, it's worth it if you hit a couple home runs. And Richardson's the epitome of that. 
when I was scouting, it was entrenched in me that quarterbacks don't get more accurate in the NFL. That doesn't happen. Times have changed. You know, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. There's a long list of these guys. And I think a lot of it's because of these independent quarterback coaches that they take in the offseason and all the different things they do, you know, that they do with their mechanics. And assuming he is a smart, eager young man, which everyone says he is, and is going to take to all that outside coaching, well, he could be easily number one. To your point on that, Matt, I think a lot of that has involved the guys who are runners. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the pocket, you're, you're, you're running out of the pocket. Uh, a lot of time you don't take the time to set your feet correctly. And I think that leads to some of the inaccuracies with the throwing. Mm-hmm. But again, I look at him. He's a guy that's thrown 380 passes. I, I, you know, I, I look at him very much like Trey Lance when, when he was coming out of school. Everybody said, oh, look at Trey Lance's upside to the upside. We'd thrown 350 or so passes over his college career. So the, and not at Alabama. And not at, you know, or Florida or, you know, I mean, so... I mean, you could turn on tape of Richardson and say, wow, that was a great play. And then the next three throws are like, wow, what was that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that's just who he is at this point in his career. Can he be better? Sure. But to Matt's point about, you know, taking the swing at him, it might depend on how safe your coach is. Uh, Is he, he, you know, is he safe in his job? How safe is your GM? You know, do they have to win this year? Because if they got to win this year, Anthony Richardson's probably not the guy for them. Well, that's why I have him as high as I did, because to my knowledge, I'm pretty safe here. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You got nothing to lose. I'm assuming we'll be back here doing this next year. I'm even more certain that we'll be back here much sooner than that uh, as we go through the positions here from a a video standpoint, uh, taking advantage of our new toy here and uh, moving the names around. So uh, I want to remind everybody these are going to be coming. So. Keep uh, finding us uh, however and wherever you found us. Until the next time, for Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley, I'm Mike Persuda. This has been the NFL Draft Triple Take brought to you by UPMC.